Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm Yutende, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutende. So, for our listeners out there, we're going to be doing a special series where we're going to be interviewing guests that are first-generation college graduates, first-generation college um, students who are either close to transferring, have transferred, or already in the professional world. And so what we are feeling is that we want you to hear from people that are going through similar things or have gone through similar things, especially for students who are maybe currently in it. So for our listeners out there at the community college right now or about to transfer or just even thinking about going back to school, we're going to have some guests that can share their story you could identify, and we're hoping that something can resonate. Additionally, Yutunde and I will be talking a little bit about each interview and pointing out and sharing some of the pieces that our guests say and how that can help and relate to you. Wow, E, that all sounds amazing. Listeners, this is going to be such a great opportunity to, great, to get as many nuggets as possible from other people who have been where you are. So without further ado, let's get started. Thanks, Yatende. And so I'm really excited because for this series, we have our first guest, and her name is Roxlyn. Roxlyn, do you mind going ahead and introducing yourself? Hello, listeners. Um, my name is Roxlyn. I go to a community college in the Bay Area, and I'm currently in my third year in community college, and I'm also applying to transfer this semester. And Roxlyn, what's your current major right now? My current major is general biology, but when I transfer, I'm looking to go into molecular and cell biology. Oh, that's such a great major. And as a first-generation college student, what motivated you to choose the community college? So for me, going to a community college wasn't really my first choice. I had good grades in high school. My my test scores were up. They were really good for a competitive university. But for me, at the end of the day, I knew that my family wouldn't be able to support me and also my brother, who is a college student currently. Both like tuitions would not be able to be paid, and I just didn't want to be in that debt. So I decided to go to community college near my house, and it's just been a great um, experience. In the beginning, I thought it was going to be horrible since I feel like when people talk about community colleges, they just talk about everything that's negative about it. And they there's even like this huge stigma about like people who go to community colleges never go out and they never become successful. But being here has honestly changed that whole perspective for me. And I feel like everyone here is like connected. First, I want to commend you on your thought process. That's so great that you're thinking kind of about your parents. You're thinking about, you know, how expensive, unfortunately, universities can be. So that kind of played a decision and a factor. I also heard you had really good grades. You were able to do that. Did you think about the scholarship route for the universities or did you look into that? No, I didn't even know about like scholarships or like FAFSA really. I'm a first generation student. So when... Talking about colleges or universities wasn't really a topic in my house, and I also had friends who were first-gen, so whenever we talked about college, it was like, oh, college is expensive, like, no one's gonna pay us or, like, support us financially, so we never, I never knew about FAFSA, 
or that the fact that I could apply it to scholarships and I feel like if I would have known that it would have definitely like changed um, my route of how I took going to community college but even then I feel like with the experience that I have now I'm so glad um, I came to the community colleges I know you bring this up a lot in your podcast but yeah I'm a firm believer of being that things happen for a reason so I'm really glad I came here oh I'm I'm first of all I'm glad that you're listening so we really appreciate your support and again in FAFSA for like that free application for financial aid is something that you know we definitely try to talk about to students and let them know because sometimes as a first gen we don't know what we don't know right so those questions that come up I remember growing up that I couldn't ask my parents, right? Like they'd be like, just figure it out. And sometimes we just, you know, what do we do? We just figure it out, right? So we we don't have that, unfortunately, that knowledge ahead of time. So as a first gen, sometimes we struggle. But what I'm hearing right now is that the community college really helped you. And it was a really good choice. But can you touch a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced in the community college? So like I said, in the beginning, like going into community college I thought it was going to be like a horrible experience so when I got there I wasn't really sure like what to do or like how to prepare myself in classes so like getting comfortable with how college classes run was a hard challenge I remember my first semester I thought I wasn't going to make through community college because I just didn't know how to study or I didn't know what office hours were or like how people just attend them and Asking for help was a really big challenge, especially like since I grew up with like the whole like idea that you shouldn't ask for help. We have to stay humble. Like to, you don't want to bother people with questions. So I think that was a huge challenge for me, just asking for help. But I feel like once you learn that and realize that it's okay to ask for help. So getting over the fact that you do in fact have to ask for help because no one's going to speak for you. You really have to speak up if you need help. So I think after I learned that, I began to talk to my professors, who also then referred me to different counselors and also different programs at the community college. And for me, that was the most like amazing opportunity I was given, because that's where I met my counselor. And I also got to join a MESA program, which I believe is offered in lots of community colleges and also universities. So if you have a MESA program out there in your community college or at your university, I would highly recommend to join, especially as a STEM major. They offer so many um, resources for first-generation students. So what I'm hearing is you took that chance, you got some resources, you kind of took some advice from the professors, and then you joined a program. And what do you think was one of the key pieces that is making you so successful now? I would say that the thing that has helped me the most is just talking. I feel like when I was in high school, I didn't really talk to teachers or like talk to my counselors in the way I talked to my professors and counselors at a community college. I feel like just talking to people, even if you don't know them, because you never know what they could offer you or what opportunities can come from just talking to them. I remember when I joined the program, I just kept talking to the advisor and explained to her, like, I'm so lost. Like, I don't know anything about college or what to do. 
I hadn't been receiving financial aid at the time. So she was like, well, have you applied for FAFSA? And I was like, well, I don't really know what that is. And she helped me through that. And then the whole time just talking to her, she started asking me whether I wanted to work at the community college. And I, that's not something I ever th even thought of, like working at my community college. But after that, we had those conversations and she got me connections to work with the dean, which is amazing. I get to work with the, our dean at the math and science. And that has been an amazing experience just because it was also my first job ever. And I also got to work with a lab tech at the community college I go to. And that is amazing because I feel like I get to learn new things about the biology courses I'm taking and I also get to like prepare labs for biology courses that I haven't taken. So I definitely look forward to like um, taking labs that um, I prepare. So wow, you shared some really helpful information from just really networking, getting out there, talking to people. And that's one of the things that we talk a lot to our listeners about is just get out there, talk to a counselor, talk to your instructors, join a program. I feel like a lot of the information that you're sharing is things that we definitely try to hit on to our listeners. But I also want to see, is there an experience you feel that you might want to share a story that demonstrates maybe your persistence or resilience to keep on going through the community college? Because I'm sure sometimes things get tough, right? So one of my biggest challenges, I would say, would be going to in-person classes at the community college just because my first two semesters were online and I feel like everyone was just learning how to navigate and professors were learning how to like give classes online in general. So I felt like it felt a lot similar to what I was doing in high school in my senior year. But once I started to take classes on in person, that whole dynamic totally changed like how I experienced a college class and everything just felt very much like at a faster pace. I feel like online I was able to like wander off with my thoughts, but in class in line I had to like focus the whole time. It became difficult to just like keep at pace with a college course. And I feel like all the students have that challenge where they go they finally go to a college class and they realize how much more difficult it is compared to their high school classes. And what I would say to other students would be definitely go to office hours if your professor provides that. You don't even have to go with specific questions. Professors, I've honestly felt that they are more understanding and they just want to talk to you sometimes and like talk you through like the problem that you're struggling with and you honestly build a good connection with your professor so once you go back to class you feel a lot more comfortable to ask those questions you may have been afraid to ask during lecture before and going to office hours really helps like with any class really so if you're struggling with a specific class I would definitely recommend going to office hours so I was really struggling with my calc um, one class but once I started going and I brought myself to go to office hours because I remember I did not want to go. I didn't want to be that student who needed extra help. And I feel like that's a bad like mentality that I had in the beginning. So don't be afraid to ask for help. So once I went to office hours, I got a lot of help from my professor and I began 
began to talk to her and even now like we have conversations whenever I see her in the hallway and just networking with your professors and it's an amazing opportunity you could have so from going to a challenge definitely talk and ask for help because it could bring different opportunities for you and that's exactly what you did I heard I heard that you had a challenge here you know of course that shift from going online to in person was difficult for so many for so many of our students um, I mean, for so many people, you know, even staff wise, right? But you looked at this challenge as an opportunity to grow and you pushed yourself to take advantage. And, you know, what was something that you told yourself to get you to go to office hours? Because I know a lot of our listeners are listening out there thinking like, I know I want to go, but it's really hard to push myself. What's something that you feel like? What advice would you give somebody who's kind of stuck that, just need that little extra push to go. I would say that for me, I didn't want to go to office hours either. I think what really pushed me to go to office hours was that I wanted to learn. I was going to class for a while and not understanding anything. And I was just sitting there and listening to the professor go on and on. And I realized that I just didn't want to experience that anymore because it felt horrible just going to lecture and like not understanding it a single thing that they were talking about and I feel like once you go to office hours and you break that barrier of like okay I'm studying this way but I actually learn during office hours I could study another way and maybe you're focusing on a different thing during the lecture when actually she wants you to focus on a whole like different topic I feel like going to office hours you could talk to your professor about those things like I'm going to lecture but not really understanding it what are things that I could do in order to understand the lecture better? For me, my professor told me, like, grab the textbook, skim along the first the chapter we're going to go over during lecture. Even if you don't understand anything, knowing the terms or, like, knowing, like, what the terms even sound like could honestly help you during lecture. You're like, oh, like, yeah, a log function. Like, I remember that. I read it during the chapter, just skimming it, like, a few minutes ago. Even if you just have like two minutes, maybe three, just skim along the chapter. And I think tips like those professors definitely have and you would get if you would go to office hours. So that's something I would tell students. Like you get a lot of things out of office hours and you just don't know what it's going to be. So definitely go. I love what you're saying. You just brought up a really good study skill, which is pre-reading is even if you don't necessarily understand the material, you've got to warm up. And especially with the math and science classes, there's a lot of research out there that really um, states like, First, warm yourself up, warm up your brain, get to know the concepts, review them a little bit. That way, when you get into class, you're not that cold. Like your brains like see some of those things that were in the textbook and now it's being taught to you. So it makes that connection. So I just love that you're saying these skills for our listeners out there. I did not ask Roxanne to say that skill, right? <laughs> she just put that out there. So I love that you said that, Roxanne. And can you tell me like something that you're particularly proud of, like in your college journey for our listeners? What's something that you're really proud of that, that maybe you've accomplished or that you have done you'd like to share? Something I'm really proud of is being really involved in my community college. In the beginning, I thought I was just going to passively go along my classes. I wasn't going to focus on anyone other than myself. And I thought I was going to be a student where I would just go to lectures, do my homework, go to home, 
and then do the whole thing all over again. But now I am honestly at my community college more than I am at home. And that's just because I, like I said, I work at the dean's office. I also do lab work. And once in a while, I just go to my professors and see like what they're doing and talk about. Just like networking with your professors is amazing because you never know whether they're they may offer you opportunities. I know going like talking to my professors, I've definitely had multiple ask me whether like, oh, do you want to do tutoring for my class? Like, you definitely know what you're talking about. Like, uh, you go waste came office hours. So definitely talking to your professors, even if it's like for five minutes, I would definitely go and take some time out of your day. So yeah, I would say being highly involved in my community college is what I'm particularly proud of. And I would also want to like add that I also do tutoring I think if you could be a tutor for any class that is an amazing opportunity that you could have you could also meet other students that at your major and then you guys could have conversations not just about like the material that you have to teach them during class but also like experiences that I've had as a similar major or even opportunities could come from that because I've definitely had students come up and like oh I'm actually like a lab intern at this specific lab at unknown location and like do you want to come with me I go on Fridays that was actually how I was able to get an internship near my community college was just by talking to another student about what she was doing and how she just invited me she was like do you want to come like to my lab it's like open to anyone and that's actually how I started doing my first internship was just like by talking to someone and them offering to take me and I feel like Definitely be safe. I knew this person previously, but um, just by talking to other students could definitely like bring you opportunities as well. So whoever you talk to, you don't know who could offer you something. Oh, I love what you're saying, Roxanne, right now. You're just talking about network, creating community. With those pieces, that kind of helps motivate you and keep you motivated to keep going because this college becomes your community. And something that uh, I like to always share with listeners, it's really about the experience that you make. We had sometimes, sometimes we have these negative things in our head that it might not turn out this way. This is A, B, and C is not going to work out. But the reality comes down to what you do in that situation and what you make out of it. And it sounds like, Roxanne, you have been making moves and you're getting ready to transfer. So our, for our last question, do you mind letting our listeners know where you're planning to transfer to? Yeah, I'm looking to transfer to um, Berkeley and also tag to Davis. And other colleges I'm looking to is San Francisco. And I'm actually going to apply to Stanford. That's more like a dream school. I'm not really sure whether I could get in or not, but I'm going to apply. It is a matter, I think, taking up um, chances is definitely what students should be doing. So maybe if like you're off by like a certain point in your GPA, you should still apply to transfer. You don't know whether the reader would really like your essay or PIQs. So yeah, I'm looking to transfer to universities near my hometown. Thanks again, Roxanne, for being our first guest on the podcast. I really appreciate you sharing everything and your tips on how to succeed. I wish you the best of luck on your next steps. And I look forward to hearing where you decide to go and transfer to. 
And for our listeners out there, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It would really help us. And remember, any information shared on this podcast is for informational purposes only. Itende, do you mind letting our listeners know where they can find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's C-C-A-N-D-S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.